0: This is the Nightcap on v the Sports Betting Network.
2: Keep it rolling here. Hour two of the Nightcap on v live from the Circus Sportsbook, alongside Femi Abebefe, sitting in for Sean King tonight. I am Tim Murray. And even though Sean's not here, we got to keep it rolling, got to keep getting in shape yes, sir. for the start of the season. Our summer conditioning is looking at the NFC West this week. Yesterday was the 49ers. Today it is the Arizona Cardinals. And we bring in Bob McManaman, who covers the Cardinals for the Arizona Republic. Follow him on Twitter, at AZBobbyMac. Bob, appreciate the time. Uh, let's start immediately with the quarterback situation. Uh, is Kyler... Uh, is he happy? Where where are we at on the on the Kyler scale heading into this season?
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't speak for his happiness, but I know he'd be a lot happier if he had a 6-year uh, deal worth 260 million 155 guaranteed, which is a probably what he's going to get. And I think he'll be incredibly happy if he gets that. And you know, we're all assuming it's going to happen before Tuesday or by Tuesday when they report to camp. We'll have to see. But the, the, the messages and things I'm hearing from the team and outside, uh, all signs point to a go, so he should be very happy. And if he's not, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I would be happy if I got that money. <laughs>
1: Uh, Bob, it's interesting because with this Cardinals team, a lot has been made about the second-half swoons that we've seen over the past couple of seasons. Would you attribute that more to Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach, or is it to the injuries that we've seen Kyler Murray try to play through late in the
3: year? You know, I will say that the shoulder injury two years ago was a huge uh, knock uh, for Kyler. He wasn't right. He didn't feel comfortable running last year, the ankle Again, didn't feel doing what he does best, which is throwing on the run uh, like Russell Wilson, but only in a different way and with better arm angles and more speed and more deception. Uh, But it wasn't just him. There were other injuries. I'm not going to blame that solely for what happened. I think there's a lot of blame to go around, including the play call. They didn't didn't have an answer for Hopkins being hurt and not having a, a different... Style to the offense, something, a different wrinkle. Uh, They did try to go to Zach Ertz a hell of a lot more. He delivered. They tried to go to James Conner, but he was kind of getting burned out, uh, being utilized more than he's, he's used to, but he still produced 18 touchdowns. The defense was a sour point. No one seems to talk about that when it comes to their second half slides each of the past two years. So I think it's a collection of things, but Connor wasn't right the last two years with health, and that when you're talking about him and the offense, that was a huge, you know, negative click.
2: We'll talk once again to Bob McManaman from uh, the Arizona Republic, looking at the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Bob, this the win total right now for Arizona is eight yeah. and a half. So essentially, will they go 500 or will they not? Is is how uh, is, as as how Vegas is looking at it, and when you look right. at you know the start of this season without the the uh, DeAndre Hopkins on their side. You know how does this offense look in your eyes for the first six weeks with Hopkins sidelined?
0: Yeah,
3: I I you know the the win total was interesting first of all because I think last year they they said nine and a half and they won eleven so. You know the odds makers are pretty smart mm-hmm. all across the board, but you know you do see teams do better. Uh, this team is a playoff team with a healthy team, with happy Kyler Murray, and even without Hopkins for six games, I think they can win uh, more than that. I think they can win eleven or twelve games uh, if they if they get Hollywood Brown and Rondale more specifically up to speed with. Early in training camp, which they're which they're planning to do because they don't want they, they know they can't count on Hopkins for the first six weeks, so they're not going to give him all the first team reps. They're going to use and smartly utilize Hollywood Brown and Rondell Moore a hell of a lot more, and get them up to speed with those first team reps in one number one number two with AJ Green, even though Rondell Moore is going to play the slot those two guys are going to get a hell of a lot more attention. Uh, and with the speed they both possess and, and AJ being this capable veteran, kind of like what they used to have with Larry uh, Fitzgerald with the hands and the sure hands and still being able to catch the 50, 50 balls, you know, 15, 20 yards downfield on, especially on the sideline back shoulder throws, the kind of throws incredibly well. I think they're going to be okay. So, you know, it, it's really not just dependent on that. It's not really just about Hopkins. Uh, and like I said, I don't think they're going to utilize Hopkins hardly at all in the preseason, nor should they. Um, they've kind of telegraphed that already. I think that's incredibly smart. But it's, it's going to be the defense that helps them get to that 10, 11, 12, you know, win plateau where they can actually get back to the playoffs for the second straight year.
1: Well, Bob, you mentioned that defense kind of had a little bit of struggles as well in the second half last season. Chandler Put Jones, is, yeah, Chandler Jones is now hanging out with h- us here in Las Vegas now <laughs> with the Raiders as they broke camp uh, today. What's the plan to replace his production? I was actually looking up his numbers earlier this afternoon, yeah. and I saw that he, he had the most sacks in the league since twenty twelve since he entered the league. Highly productive yeah. edge rusher. What's the plan to kind of sort of replace that production up front?
3: It's impossible. He not only led the league in sacks over that time period you mentioned, but he also led in tackles for a loss. Um, And that includes running backs, receiver, dumps. I mean, you name it. Uh, And he knocks down passes. Uh, I hope he has a great rest of his career, whether it's with the Raiders or wherever he's going to end up after that. Hopefully it's with them long-term, but you can't replace him. So they're going to do by committee. I love Marcus Golden. I think he's as hungry of a player as I've ever covered, and I've covered this team mostly on and off since 1988, so I think I know what I'm talking about. But I will say that uh, they're going to need a host of other people to step up and be in a rotational situation. I don't think you can entrust the other starting spot to just one person. It's going to be one, two, three, or four guys that are in and out. Uh, J.J. Watt. Doesn't play outside backer like Chandler did, but Chandler was a defensive end for a year or two when he was here earlier under a previous regime, and I and I think J.J. Watt, a healthy Watt who still is in greatest shape as I've ever seen anybody, and the willingness, the heart, the soul, the leader, uh, isn't ready to quit anytime soon. So there's a ton of new faces. There's some old uh, other guys that have been around. and They're going to have to find a rotation. I think you can replace Chandler in numbers. They did that two years ago when he missed most of the season with the torn biceps. And they finished fourth in the league in sacks. So it can be done.
2: Hey, Bob, circling back to the wide receiver position, I know uh, we talked about the suspension to DeAndre Hopkins and then the draft day trade uh, for Hollywood Brown. You know, on the surface, right. it certainly looked like a win for the Ravens, but maybe more long-term than immediate because they don't have a guy stretching the field. How do you look at Hollywood Brown? I know there's a familiarity with Kyler Murray. Uh, what are your yeah. expectations with Hollywood Brown, uh, especially with Hopkins sidelined week one?
3: Well, I think you nailed it when you said the re- the relationship between he and K-1. I mean, that, that trumps everything in my book. I mean, uh, talking to Kyler solo and and in crowd groups he lobbied so hard to get CD Lamb in the draft a couple years ago and it didn't happen and they went for the linebacker and that's okay but he was in he was huge in this trade uh and I think they knew Hop was going to be sidelined when they made this trade I'm almost positive and I don't think they'll ever admit it but I'm I'm positive that they knew it Uh, That was hugely instrumental and that chemistry, that passion. They've always wanted to play together. uh, It's going to help. It's going to, it doesn't cover Hopkins, but it, they've been working out in, in Dallas, even when they weren't always here together. And that's important to remember uh, that they, they know each other inside and out. They're best friends. They've never stopped being best friends. You know, and Tyler has a huge input on personnel moves, and doesn't have his big contract yet, but he's going to get it. And he got what he wanted, and now he's going to have to show the world why this is going to work. And I think I, I trust Hollywood Brown. I've seen him. I think we all have. And the guy can get behind a defense like not a lot of people can.
1: Bob, we got about a minute left. Is Cliff Kingsbury sure. a good coach, in your opinion? <laughs>
3: He's a cool coach.
1: <laughs> he's
3: cool as hell. I want to party with that. Guy. I mean, he's a good coach. I, th- I think he's gotten better. You know what I liked about Cliff? Hmm. Besides his coolness and his, his, he's got great, amazing wit. He's smart. He's en- enthusiastic. He gets to work before anybody shows up. And, and that includes J.J. Watt, who gets there at five in the morning. Even then, the first day after the season ended, J.J. Watt was in the building at five. Cliff was there at four. (laughs) The day after the season ended with that horrible loss to the Rams, Cliff is good because he lets other people tell him what they think, and he integrates it into his playbook, his daily coaching habits. He trusts Jeff Rogers, the special teams coach, like nobody I've ever seen. He trusts Vance Joseph, the D coordinator with everything under the moon and he listens and he's letting these people he's they promoted these coaches uh into positions of of more power uh and he's willing to listen and make changes that's huge for a young coach that doesn't didn't have previous nfl experience bob
2: we appreciate the insight great stuff we'll talk to you soon
3: anytime thanks for having me guys
2: Bob McManaman from the Arizona Republic. More on the Cardinals
3: next.
0: This is the Nightcap on v the sports betting network.
2: Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Alongside Femi Abebefe, I'm Tim Murray. It is the Nightcap here on Veasan. Uh, thanks to Bob McManaman from the Arizona Republic for joining us and giving us his thoughts. You know, it's funny we have talked about uh, the Seattle Seahawks, where it's mm-hmm. kind of a shrug of the shoulders, really low total, five and a half. Femi, you know, do you really want to play under with a, a veteran coach like Pete Carroll? Can they figure out a way to get to six, seven wins? I think it's possible. And then yesterday we talked about the San Francisco 49ers where it's, yeah, 10.5 seems about right, but Trey Lance, I mean, there's nothing yet that I've been ready to make a bet on. Yeah, 8.5 for the Arizona Cardinals. Man, I really want to play the under. I, I It feels like it's a sell-your-stock-in-this-organization type of year. And maybe they could prove me wrong, but man, you lose, as you mentioned, to Bob. Lose Chandler Jones. He's now with the Las Vegas Raiders. Kyler Murray doesn't seem happy. Oh, by the way, one of the best wide receivers in the game—not the whole season—but suspended for six games. They don't get a first-round pick because they bring in Hollywood Brown. Maybe in the immediate, that is the best-case scenario. They bring in AJ Green. You know how how good is he going to be? And then I thought your your question to wrap it up with Bob was tremendous. Is Cliff Kingsbury a good coach? It's unknown. I, yeah, he's he's a guy that I think we all would like to have a beer with and hang out at that pad yeah. and put our feet up on that fire pit and have a good old time at Cliff Kingsbury's house. Is he a good coach? I don't know. So
1: I would lean towards the under on the Arizona Cardinals this year. I think I would as well, but for me, it's a stay away. With this Cardinals team, just because it's I could s- be the whole division. I know, least, right? Uh, Honestly, or... this NFC was... I haven't made a, a futures but on this. Division I, ha- I just have yet. not either. So Nothing yeah. So right division. now, I, I'm just telling you, I honest. These these are my cards out here on the table. But I still respect the talent that is Kyler Murray. Um, we saw last year early on in the season. I mean, they had some excellent performances there. Uh, the defending Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl uh, R- LA Rams. They go into their building before they won the Super Bowl, obviously. Uh, and they just ran around. All over that Rams defense. The Rams defense that ended up being really good mm-hmm. at the end of the season. Kyler Murray, as a talent when healthy, is still dynamic enough of a quarterback that you don't really want to get in the habit of fading. In my opinion, at least early on in the season. Now, maybe late when he starts to pick up those injuries, that then playoff game can fall I'll off.
2: just say this: that, sorry to interrupt, but that playoff mm-hmm. game I can't get it out of my mind. It, it was it, it was, was so bad. It was bad. I mean, it was god awful. He couldn't run against that Rams defense, he threw those pick. He looked looked like a rookie in the preseason in that game.
1: It was much different than what we saw earlier in the season. Exactly. Earlier in the season, you saw him running running circles around these guys, and then all of a sudden, he was tossing the ball to to linebackers and stuff uh, deep in his own territory. But I think this Cardinals team, they've done such a good job of starting fast, Mm -hmm. and I don't really want to fade a team, at least right now, as we sit here on July 20th, a team that traditionally starts the season really fast. Now, maybe they get off to another one of these fast starts to where we can pick our spots and fade them later on in late October, early November as we get into the final months of the season. But to take their under right now to 8.5, I just can't get there because they play in a division where you mentioned Seattle. There's win totals at 5.5. Yep. We talked about San Francisco. We don't know what Trey Lance is. If Trey Lance is bad, that's going to improve the chances of the over for the Arizona Cardinals, I would have to imagine. Now, with the Rams, we can count on them. They're the Super Bowl champions. But there's so much uncertainty, not just with this Cardinals team, but also within the division there with what you're going to get from Seattle and what you're going to get from San Francisco. Like This is not last year where the Cardinals were seen as the fourth team and these teams are all really good. Right. This year, I think there's a real possibility that the Cardinals are the far and away second best team in this division. So I don't know if I want to run to the betting window betting on them to go under that win total.
2: Yeah, and we've seen it move. I mean, there was a lot of nine and a halfs out there. So yeah. clearly, money came in on the under, and at DraftKings, it sits at eight and a half.
1: We had Sam Monson on last night. He's the first person I've heard say that he's actually interested in the Cardinals to win the division. Yeah. And, and that number's at four to one over at DraftKings. A lot of people I have been looking there. to sell them. I can't get there as well. I, I get his thought process of these guys, they've improved year in year out under Cliff Kingsbury and Kyla Murray, but I just can't get there right now. But to me, it's. A lot of folks are looking to sell this Arizona Cardinals and, team.
2: And maybe it is a buy-low spot. It and, could be a buy-low spot. And that's certainly you know, what I love to do, especially, you know. Got to get down and dirty. It, it's never fun to, <laughs> to buy low or sell high, you know. And, you know, last year my favorite win total was was Washington under when everyone was buying the Washington yeah. stock, and they end up going 7-10. and 10. So, yes, you do have a dynamic quarterback at times in Kyler Murray. Mm. Um, I do think you – I think it's fair to say that – They have the worst coach in the in division. Yeah, I mean Pete Carroll's won a Super Bowl, uh, and then you've got Sean McVay won a Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan has lost a Super Bowl. He's at least been to one. Yeah. So, but look at the start of the schedule. I mean, you're really going to tell how this season is going for Arizona. Like you mentioned, last year they started seven and zero. Ultimately lost that. uh, What was that a Thursday nighter against Green Bay when Devontae Adams was out with COVID, and you know they really were bubblegumming it together with the wide receiver position, but. You open against the Chiefs. You're at home. Then you're at the Raiders. You're home to the Rams. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah. On the road to Panthers. So long travel, but you'll be a favorite on the road. Then boom, home to the Eagles. If things don't go right, now I'm not projecting they're going to start one and four. They're talented enough, as you've alluded to, just to win some of those games. And and these are going to be, you know, I could look up some look ahead lines, but you know these are. I mean, these are gonna be games that this are a lot
1: of coin flip Very,
2: games, very man. close games. I mean, you look at Week One um, against Kansas
1: City is favored by three in that game. Yeah, so that could go either way.
2: Very short line, uh, and Kansas City certainly has their questions with Tyreek Hill being gone. Um, so you know that's something to uh, to keep in mind. Um, you know, come to here to the Raiders. Um, you know, a lot of juice around the, this Las Vegas Raiders team this year, but they start on the road at the Chargers. They could be zero one coming into that game. It is a challenging schedule. You look at it, you know, based off of preseason win totals, I think it's 24th uh, easiest, so 8th hardest. Um, Because, you know, first half of that schedule, right, you split it right down the middle. Chiefs, Raiders, Rams. Panthers, they'll be a road favorite. But a Mm -hmm. road game, you know, maybe the Panthers, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to save their coach's job. Home to the Eagles, at the Seahawks. Home to the Saints, at the Vikings. I mean, it's tough, I mean Femi, you can't ask it's for tough. a more, ch- really <laughs> more tough. challenging start to the season because the, the, quote, easier games are all on the road. Yeah. At Carolina, at Seattle, home to the Saints, at Minnesota, and then things, I guess, I mean, there's really no easy be, yeah. portion of the schedule until, I mean, there's a couple games floated in, in there, right, at the Falcons week 17, uh, home to the Seahawks week 9. But that's a division game, you know, with Pete Carroll, uh, you know, I think you and I are kind of expecting them to to, to really, m- you know, muck up the waters and, and slow things down, and yeah. and maybe you you get Eric, uh, you know Kyler to make a mistake or two, especially on the road in Week Six. So that schedule would that would be the biggest reason I would stay off of it. I mean, that's a big drop from where they ended last year to where they are now—eleven wins to eight and a half with the total. But look, you're, you're looking at a juiced under at DraftKings.
1: Do you think Kyler Murray is capable of staying healthy? Because that's something I know a lot of folks were concerned about when he was coming out of Oklahoma, entering the draft. It's like, okay, he's a miniature kind of guy compared to what the position traditionally has. He's not 6'3", 225 pounds or what have you. These injuries that have crept up the last couple of years in the second half of the season, you can clearly tell he's not the guy that you see in September and October. If he's not capable of staying healthy, then I'm with like this is a, a thousand percent bet the under sell mm. them because it's not gonna end well. But if he does stay healthy, if he's able to actually put together 17 games of what we typically see early on in the year, this could be a frisky team that I don't want to say is live to to win the division, but I mean they could be right back in the playoffs where we saw them last year, just because I think Kyler is that good and the addition of Hollywood Brown Maybe that can alleviate the suspension there for DeAndre Hopkins in those first six weeks. I mean, Bob talked about it. Those two guys are really close. They've been yep. working out together. They played at Oklahoma together. Maybe that can help things out here with Kyler Murray as long as it was there waiting for DeAndre Hopkins to get back into the fold.
2: Yeah, I think Hollywood Brown might be the biggest X factor uh for this Arizona Cardinals team this year. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously Kyler Murray is uh, and, and some people think he's in line for an extension. So, you know, they lose their top receiver, and Christian Kirk, uh, you know, gets way too much money by Jacksonville, but he, he leaves. DeAndre Hopkins obviously is hurt, so, or excuse me, suspended. Mm-hmm. Um, if Hollywood Brown and this rapport can, you know, get back to the Oklahoma days, okay, maybe. But once again, first three games of the season, Femi, they're an underdog in all of them. Now, they're all a field goal or shorter, so it's not like they're a big underdog, but they will be a dog as of right now. Week one, two, and three to start the season. Yeah, that's challenging. It's going to be tough. And and then you look at the rest of those games and the games that they're a favorite: two and a half against, or three and a half on the road against Carolina, two and a half against Philly at home, three on the road at Seattle, three in New Orleans, and then a two point under. I mean, every game, Femi, based off of the odds, the first eight weeks is essentially a toss up. It's the nightcap on these v-
0: days. This is the nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network.
2: Welcome back in. This segment of the Nightcap is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the simpler way to experience nicotine satisfaction and enjoy lasting change on your terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. I don't know about you, but there have been times in life where I needed to make a change. I knew I needed to make a change, but I just wasn't ready. I'm sure a lot of smokers and dippers out there can relate. Zinn understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. So whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zinn will be there for you with the right strength, right flavor at the right time. If you're thinking about making a change and want to learn more today, check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical alongside Femi and I am Tim Murray. I want to get to a acquisition that has happened here tonight. Yes, I will do that in uh, in about 15 minutes or so uh, as uh, looks like Tom Brady has a new target and uh, a funny quote from Tom coming out. He's he's like what 45 year old dude has figured out
1: how to get cooler with age. Like his, his tweets are funny. I think his coolness was just being suppressed by the Patriot way. Maybe. <laughs> like, I think that's just It kinda... all exuded out. <laughs> yeah. The minute he left New England, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I like Tom Brady. Yeah. He's, he's cool. He seems like he's got a good personality and all these things. But, I mean, when you're with the Patriot way, it's all about protecting and keeping things in-house. And, you know, I guess I guess it works. He's won a ton of Super Bowls. So. Yeah. Can't uh, really make fun of him for that.
2: Well, uh, sticking with the Arizona Cardinals, um, you know, eight and a half is where the win total is at DraftKings. Um, it was at nine and a half at most spots. I, I think if it was nine and a half, still, I probably would go under. Mm-hmm. Eight and a half. I, I just that schedule's really challenging. I I can't get over it. I know what you say that what you've said, which is true. They've gotten off these historically strong starts. You know if they beat the Chiefs week one, we were talking about this with Jason and Aaron, uh, you know, the producer of the uh, Look Ahead, and Jason and then uh, Aaron, our producer, uh, during the break, which was, you know, they do get off to these hot starts. And what if the Chiefs get off to another slow start? Last year, they got off to a slow start, right? Uh, And people counted them out, and they came back and ultimately won the AFC West. That changes, I think, the entire dynamic, the way we look at this Arizona Cardinals team. If they go out week one, with DeAndre Hopkins suspended, with Chandler Jones now in Las, uh, Las Vegas, and they beat the Kansas City Chiefs. They're only a three-point underdog mm-hmm. week
1: one. So, And that's not an easy place to play, especially early on in the no. season. As a Dallas Cowboys fan, I've seen really good Cowboys teams go to the desert and somehow find ways to lose those games just because of how tough that home field advantage is, especially early on when they feel like they have a chance. Looking at the schedule, though, and I like to kind of play little schedule games in this manner, just kind of looking at the quarterbacks, comparing the quarterbacks in the games, and maybe we can find something through this path. That Maybe maybe it's not as tough as it might seem on the surface for the Arizona Cardinals. Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback than Kyler Murray week one. Yes. Derek Carr, I mean, I'm sure there's some people who like Kyler, some people who like Carr. A little bit of a toss-up there. Let's call that a wash. Matthew Stafford, I think people at this point will say Matthew Stafford's yep. better. Carolina, Kyler's better than Baker Mayfield. Yep. He's better than Jalen Hurts. Yep. He's better than Drew Locke slash Geno Smith. He's better than Jameis Winston. Yeah. Kirk Cousins, Kyler Murray.
2: I'd say, especially in Minnesota, I'd say toss up. Toss and I, up and And I think one. the weapons for Minnesota, even though DeAndre will be back, I would say the weapons, in my opinion, I know I'm a Kirk, I wouldn't say apologist. I just I think I'm a <laughs> truther. I'm like, he's a pretty good quarterback. He's not great. Yeah. He's a good quarterback. I, I would say it's a toss up. I think most people think I'm crazy, but I think at Minnesota, I would I would give them a toss up.
1: Seattle again at home. We yep. know he's better than them. then at the Rams. Stafford's better. Yep. Home for the. For, well, it's not a home game. It's a neutral site game at the Mexico. Aztec Stadium in Mexico. But it's Trey Lance. Yep. Kyler's better than Trey Lance at least as we sit here in July. Justin Herbert. Herbert's better than him. Mac Jones. I think Kyler is better than Mac Jones. But Mac could yeah. be ascending in year two. We'll find that out. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's better. Tom Brady's better. But then you have either Marcus Mariota or at this point could it be Desmond Ritter. Probably to take Kyler Murray and then Trey Lance once again in week 18. So there's a handful of games where you can clearly say that Kyler is not the best quarterback on the field, but I'd say the majority of them, he will be the best quarterback barring any sort of injury or health situation. Eight and a half. So it's, it's below 500 for a pretty good quarterback. That's, it's hard to do in a division to where it's, it's not the best. This is not the NFC West of last year or the year before. It's a little bit weaker to where I don't think I can get there on the under even though that number is low. I think with the point that you bring up nine and a half, yes, you can talk me into that one eight and a half. I think we've gone too far here for the under
2: i i I just have like a vision and you know I, I have nothing against Kyler Murray I, he's an ex- incredible talent and I kind of I want him to be successful. I just have this weird vision that this might be a, a bad year for them. Did you know, the <laughs> things fall apart now we were talking about during the break you know Cliff Kingsbury did get. A, uh, an extension this offseason. I mean, people mm-hmm. thought he might be fired, and he ends up getting an extension. So it was like, huh? Really? Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, it might just right now at this point, I, I might just have to pass. I, That's where I'm at. My, my hunt. My if if you made me play it uh, with Aaron's money, <laughs> I would play
1: the under. Uh, I'm glad you didn't show. say my money because yeah, I'm like, don't play with this <laughs> Cardinals team with my money. Uh, but but this NFC that we've talked about it all offseason that the NFC is weak. And right now you're telling me a quarterback of Kyler Murray's stature is favored to miss the playoffs
2: but I what the 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 issue I would say here is this is I, I understand how you did the you know the quarterback thing right mm-hmm. but the Philadelphia Eagles which team has more talent I mean the roster in the Philadelphia it's like a top 10 roster San for Francisco sure. 49ers which team has more yeah. talent so th- that's the tricky part with yeah. it and we don't know what Trey Lance and the fact that they could, play could be the than fact <laughs> that they play the 49ers Late in the season, you know, that Monday nighter in Mexico and then the finale. And I think what also, it's hard to get out of my mind too, Femi, is that, okay, they get off to these hot starts. Last year was 7-0, then they Mm -hmm. end up 11-5. What happened? You know, you look at, they, look, they played Carolina and got absolutely a Obliterated yeah. by the Carolina Panthers. Who was the starting quarterback for Carolina in that game? I, I
1: think it, I think it was still Donald, wasn't it? Was it was Donald hurt then? Maybe it was. Um, I'm, trying, I'm trying to remember. I don't know. I know Cam Newton was coming in on those little packages because he scored. Was that, that the touchdown. Cam Newton
2: game? I can't remember. That
1: was his first game back. He didn't start that game, but yeah. he did play a little bit in that game. Had that rushing touchdown
2: down the stretch. They lose to Carolina last year by 24 points. They also lost on the road at Detroit by. 18 and got hammered. They beat the Cowboys in a game that I think a lot of people didn't expect that to happen. So that was a nice win for them. And then they wrapped up the season again with a loss against the Seahawks. So, you know, when, once again, you look at the cliff Kingsbury track record. Oh, bless. I sneeze on air. Um, It's what the season kind of crumbles a little bit, right? The year prior, they go down the stretch. They, they, they go four, or five and seven, or excuse me, five and two and five down the stretch. Mm-hmm. So, is that going to happen again, Femi? That's the curiosity because the schedule sets up very poorly for,
1: you would think, a strong start. Oh, it definitely does. And that's kind of why I asked Bob, is Cliff Kingsbury a good head coach? Right. Because this second half swoon thing has gone back to Texas Tech. Yeah. Like, it, this is not just an NFL thing for Cliff Kingsbury. This is a college thing as well. So, that's why I almost wonder if. If Kingsbury, if it's something that maybe he makes his adjustments prior to the season and he has all of his plans in the offseason, so like right now, Cliff Kingsbury is in that nice Scottsdale mansion by the fireplace with his feet kicked up there devising all of these schemes. But then once teams get tape on him of six to eight weeks worth, maybe he doesn't have a second pitch. And that's kind of what it seemed like, at least from a results standpoint. Now, that's also coincided with Murray's injuries. Texas Tech, I mean, that second half of the season, when they're in conference play, they're not the most talented team. So it can you can excuse some of these second-half swoons, but it consistently comes up. And that's why I'm really curious to see if Kyler stays healthy. If we see it again, that's when we know that either there's a big problem at quarterback or there's a big problem at head coach. Maybe, worst-case scenario, there's a big problem at both.
2: All right, uh, looking at a couple season props, uh, the one that jumps out to me is Hollywood Brown. 895.5 is the over-under on receiving yards for Hollywood Brown. Last year, Hollywood Brown was targeted 146 times, Femi, Mm -hmm. and finished up with 91 receptions and 1,000 yards. And you got to remember, at the end of the season, he had Tyler Huntley throwing him the football. So 895 seems pretty doable considering there's the familiarity with Kyler Murray, right? As we've continued to talk about their best friends, they played together at Oklahoma. That doesn't mean that they, you know, Hollywood Brown is, you know, completely locked into the the, uh, new playbook, but he got traded on draft day. You think Mm -hmm. he's going to pick it up quickly enough? He should be there. And then DeAndre Hopkins and A.J. Green is old. Um, You know, Zach Ertz is getting up there as well. So... For me, of all the props that we just showed, the one that intrigues me the most would be Hollywood Brown over eight ninety-five. He had a thousand yards receiving last year, and Lamar Jackson missed the last five games of the season.
1: Especially if they're gonna be trailing in some of these games, these coin flip games we yeah. talked about there. He could rack up a ton of backdoor yards. Yeah. One for might sure. say. Yeah, there's
2: there's no <laughs> doubt about it. Well, uh, we mentioned the Detroit Lions. They got a lick on the Arizona Cardinals. Late last season, well, apparently people are anticipating, Femi, that to carry over (laughs) to this season. Some Detroit Lions next right here on the Nightcap.
0: The nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
2: The VSIN Summer Special is here. For only 19 bucks, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of the month. Sign up today and you'll get every you'll get V-CIN's Daily Best Bets. That includes Adam Burt's Daily MLB bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, NASCAR. So if you want that full VSN experience, which features a Daily Best Bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only nineteen bucks to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now. Head over to VSN.com slash Summer. Alongside Femi Abebefe, I'm Tim Murray. It is the nightcap here from Circus Sports in mm-hmm. downtown Las Vegas. Uh, we just uh, did a little breakdown there of the Arizona Cardinals. Any other thing that jumped out to you? Man, I, I feel... And and look, as a bettor, as, as you all know, can't bet on everything, but mm-hmm. there's really been nothing in the NFC West that has jumped out at me. I guess of the three teams, like if I had to play one, I guess I would lean under on Arizona, but I also recognize, you know, Kyler Murray was banged up last year, right? As you alluded to. Mm-hmm. Now, could that be something that happens again this year? Yet had, they had Colt McCoy play a handful of those games, so yeah, it's it's not like you know they've they
1: were uh, all healthy last year. So the more we talk about this division, the more I'm like. Do we just become chalk-eating weasels and bet the Rams to win the division? <laughs> like, like honestly. like Because we're just well, I could uncertainty see- and all this stuff. But like the team that we can count on is the L.A. Rams. And for some reason, somehow, they have found ways to magically stay healthy year in and year I out. Know. I don't know what they're doing. They need to write a book on it. But, but we, the time we- they got hurt, remember,
2: against the Packers in the playoffs, yeah, Aaron Donald right. got yeah. hurt, and they got smashed two years ago. Yeah. But that yeah. was
1: before Matt Stafford was there. We're getting plus money on him. Plus 125. Yeah, I, I the 49ers are just staring at me. Yeah, like Lance, the Lance upside to me is what can derail that bet, right?
2: What What are they? We know that they've got talent around that ro- you know, on that roster. They've got a really good defense. They've got a good offensive line. Uh, they've got Debo Samuel. What are they going to have in Trey Lance? And yeah, all these guys are going to say the right things as of now, but uh, we will we will see. Um, we're gonna talk some baseball top of the hour with our good friend Cody Decker. Uh, but sticking with the NFL, and we mentioned Detroit in uh, in that in that December game, they won thirty to twelve. Aaron, who was it? It was Colt McCoy versus who? Versus PJ
1: Walker, I believe it was.
2: <laughs> oh, that was the Panthers. Yeah, the Panthers oh, the yeah, Panthers thirty four ten. Yeah. That's right. We were trying to figure out yeah. that. Yeah, Jared Goff was a starter uh, for yes. that one, but. Uh, this was tweeted out earlier today. Max Meyer Mayer, over at Caesars tweeted this out. The most popular NFL wager by handle in July. <laughs> Lions over six and a half. Mm. We know our friend Eric Eager at Pro Football Focus is all in on hashtag restore the roar. Yes, sir. Uh, he might even have a little... I think he might have a little nibble on them to win the division. I'm not sure. Oh, he's going that far. I, I can't remember. I don't want to. You know, I don't want to put him put a bet in his pocket already. But I think, yeah, I think he gave it a little uh, a little nibble. Uh, the hook is on now at uh, at DraftKings uh, and is slightly juiced to the over at minus 115. Can this Detroit Lions team, Femi, go seven and ten? They were three thirteen and one last year, but. They were covering machines. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were the top five ATS teams in the league last year. Number one in ATS was your Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Then it was the Bengals. Then it was the Packers. The Detroit Lions, 11-6 ATS last year, covering at a 64.7% clip. Fourth best in the NFL last year, Femi. And down the stretch, they were getting some big wins, right? They crushed the Vikings. They beat the Cardinals, as we mentioned. They go out to get Aiden Hutchinson. He's gonna be an instant impact type guy on that mm-hmm. defense. Um, you know, when does Jamison Williams come back? Uh, if he comes back mid season, you know, that just is an added threat. You've got Amon Ross St. Brown, who I'm a big believer in. I think he's a tremendous talent. Um DeAndre Swift. Uh you know, Jared Goff is he's I guess he's fine, right? So when you look at the Lions And you look at this tweet, they're a popular play to the over. Do you agree with that assessment?
1: I agree with the assessment that the arrow is pointing up. With the Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell in year, in year one, I should say, uh, you mentioned the ATS spread. That just goes to show you that they were outperforming market expectations. They were staying in some of these games where they were big underdogs. Funny enough, the games that they were short underdogs were getting blown out. I think the teams that were like, okay, hey, we could have our hands full took them a little bit more seriously than the teams that felt like they had a cakewalk heading into that game. I like what they've done in the draft. They're pretty strong in the trenches on the offensive line. That's usually the first place I look when I evaluate a team is what can you do in the trenches? Can you protect and can you get to the quarterback? They're pretty strong, at least in the protecting standpoint. Jared Goff, uh, I don't think anybody's really a fan, but I don't think he's terrible.
2: No. Uh, Jared
1: Goff, he's around that average, a little bit below average, maybe skewing that way. But he's at least a competent enough quarterback to where he can walk and chew gum. Um, it's <laughs> I mean that's just that's just what it is. some some guys you question some guys you honestly do question. So to me, I get the sentiment, but if you're asking me to pay the price of minus one ten, minus one fifteen to bank on it, that's where I kind of hold off. Like to me right now, and I'm gonna continue to evaluate this Lions team and look at their schedule. I am almost more inclined to bet them to make the playoffs at plus 400. Go a little bigger. Yeah, to go a little bigger because I don't want to tie up my money in minus 115 for an entire season on a team that this could easily go off the rails. They could easily lose 10, uh, 11 games or so. So to me, I would rather just bet them in a weak NFC that's really wide open outside of the top two to three teams to bet them to make the playoffs. I don't really want to bet them to win the division because I still look at the Packers having the best head coach, the best quarterback, and the best defense in that division despite losing Devontae Adams. So I still think Green Bay is going to win it, even though they're worse than they were over the past couple years. But at 4-1 to one to make the playoffs, I think that's where I would go for the Detroit Lions now to avoid the win total there of going over 6.5 now at minus 115.
2: Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. When we, we know most casual bettors, are, they wait. Pretty late until the start of the season. If they're even going to fire on a win total. Yeah. Uh, because those aren't, you know, they'd rather play. They want that in Super Bowl. They want, you know, week one, week two, et cetera. But when hard knock starts, how much does that amplify <laughs> the, the love for the Lions? I think it's going to really, I think people are going to fall in love with the Lions. Yes. I think people are going to love Dan Campbell in this setting. Um, I imagine they'll have a camera in the face of Aiden Hutchinson. Everything you've heard from Aiden mm-hmm. Hutchinson, he's just your classic you know, football player. I just want to play football. I just want to get out there. Um, so I- I'll say this, and I-, I, don't- I don't want this to be a cop-out, but if it was still six, I would be very much more inclined. Remember how I talked about Oklahoma with Ty mm-hmm. Hilton earlier, right? I played nine over. Why? Because I get the push at nine. I don't see, in my opinion, especially if they got past Nebraska, I don't see three mm-hmm. conference losses. I, much, I can easily see one or two conference losses then, as opposed to four. So that's why the nine was so interesting to me, and I know other people at the network have taken under nine and a half, which I think is understandable. Six and a half gets me a little worried. But the schedule, can they... Here's my question, Femi. The Detroit Lions get to start the season at home, back-to-back weeks. Can they steal one against either Detroit... Or, excuse me. Philadelphia,
0: Philadelphia
2: or Washington, if they can steal one of those, and then you've got Seattle coming to you, where you're going to be a favorite in Week Four, and then you've got Miami at home. You've mm-hmm. got your two games against the Bears. You've got the Giants. Look at the back half of the schedule. You got Jags. You got the Jets. You got the Panthers. It's it's manageable there. You got the Bears again, and as we saw last year, this is a team that got better and better. So I get it. I understand why people are interested. In this team, you know, you look at, you know, Aiden Hutchinson, most people believed he was, you know, the best player in this draft. He goes number two. Detroit wastes no time to go get him. They've got intriguing skill position players. They go out to get DJ Shark uh, in free agency as well. So I, I totally understand uh, where the buzz is. Is coming from and it's, uh, with this
1: team. It's funny enough. It's a pretty straightforward schedule as well. When you look at their schedule, they only play on Sunday yep. aside from Thanksgiving and then the Christmas Eve week when all the games are on Saturday, except for the three that are on Christmas. So this is an interesting nugget that Warren Sharp pointed out. Mm-hmm. He's a
2: big proponent in uh, rest advantage. Yeah, there is not a game on the Lions' schedule that they never have are in a disadvantage on rest. They play on Thanksgiving against the Bills. The Bills play on Sunday. They play on Sunday. Every other game is at 1 o'clock on either (laughs) Sunday or Saturday when you mentioned Christmas Eve. So that's an interesting little wrinkle to the schedule for the Detroit Lions. Very straightforward. Zero games where they're at a rest disadvantage this year. I get it. I I would be much more inclined, Femi, to play the over than the under on the Detroit. 100%. List.
1: If I had to play one, it'd be the over. But at minus 115, 6.5, I would pass that. I would just play plus 400 to make the playoffs there because a lot of smart people are behind this team. So let's go big with it. Let's get a little <laughs> bit of plus money payout here.
2: It's a lo- he's a lot bolder than I am. <laughs> you know who's very bold? Our next guest, Cody Decker, will join us. Top of the hour. Stick around for that. It's the Nightcap on Visa.